Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. I'm reminded of a line from many a Laurel and Hardy movie of days gone by. Standing in the midst of some sort of destruction, usually self-made, Oliver Hardy says to Stan Laurel, Well, Stan, here's another fine mess you've gotten us into. I'm thinking that line might work well with our current president. Partisanship aside, our country is in a fine mess with actual impeachment looming. What should be our response? Let's ask Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, that very question. Lincoln, help us out. Well, events are spinning not so much out of control, but in directions that very few of the participants quite control. That's true. And I think as Christians, we need to pray not so much that God's will will be done, because I don't totally buy that view. God's allowed free will to man, and after the fall in Eden... He's allowing sin and and bad decisions to work their way through to prove a point. That's an interesting thing because God's will is a wish. That's the way it was in the in the prayer. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. That was wishful thinking on Christ's will part. Will be done as people exemplify God's principles. Yes, yes. And so people of good spirituality and of good intention and good morality and and integrity need to show themselves. Yeah. And as always in these times, they seem to be in short supply. <laughs> they do. Liars and dissemblers. Oh my. Oh my. Are on full display. But we certainly, as Paul pointed out, need to pray for our rulers, not that we support all of them. You know, if we lived in North Korea, I would hope that the people in the house churches still pray for the ruler, for Kim, not to support what he's doing, but that God move on his heart. And the same has to apply here. But I see a certain parallel to what's happening now in the U.S., to what happened in England, and I brought this up before, but it just seems a gift that never ceases to give, to look back to England in the middle of the 1600s, just barely 100 years before the American War of Independence, England faced a crisis of governance and a crisis of faith in the community. Religious forces were bubbling. Secularism, of course, was strong. But within the religious world, there was a conflict between nascent Catholicism in Protestant England and a challenge between the form of Protestantism and an active version of it with the Puritan movement. And it ended up, they had a civil war where political matters morphed into religious ones and the civil war was fought between Catholic interests of the king and the Protestant interests in particular of the Puritans. And the upshot of it was that they took the king and put him on trial, which at that time was their equivalent to an impeachment Impeachment, uh, And the king sat there in front of Parliament, which was an unaccustomed role for him, because he'd dismissed them several times imperiously. But here he was forced to sit on trial and answer for his life, because they ended up condemning him and cutting his head off. And his reply was, you have no right to judge me. And it's uncanny to me that that, amid all of the fussing and fuming and dissembling is part of an argument that's going on now in the U.S. And I wish, 
people would study the, a bit of history and the Constitution to know that that's not true. Neither president nor king at the moment is beyond law. An election does not put someone, anyone, above the rules of good behavior and you know, against violence and graft and all of the things that make up high crimes and misdemeanors. Yes. You know, we don't use that term anymore, and they seem to be struggling to know what that means. But there's an expectation that someone operates within the law. Anyone might happen to be this present president. But it's written for the ages, or it was. And it's worth remembering that at the time when England dealt with their king, they had this discussion. Were they qualified? Did they have the power to judge him? He said no. And in fact, he wrote a book a bit like Shakespeare, they're not so sure the king himself really wrote it, but it appeared under his name shortly before he was executed. It was called uh, something like Icon, in other words, he was the, the figurehead. And he argued that Parliament, nor any subject, could judge the king. And in response, John Milton, the uh, second greatest author in the English language, arguably after Shakespeare, I think he's as great as Shakespeare, but I'll give him second. Uh, John Milton, who was the pamphleteer for the whole revolution, he wrote a book and a booklet on this whole point. One of his works was called Iconoclasties, where he answered the king's document on why they could deal with him. And I'll just read a little bit of the beginning so you'll get the feel of it. He says, To descant on the misfortunes of a person fallen from so high a dignity, who hath also paid his final debt both to nature and his faults, is neither of itself a thing commendable, nor the intention of this discourse. Neither was it fond ambition or the vanity to get a name present or with posterity by writing against a king. I never was so thirsty after fame, nor so destitute of other hopes and means, better and more certain to attain it. For kings have gained glorious titles from their favorers by writing against private men, as Henry VIII did against Luther. Yes, People yes, don't remember that. Yes. But no man ever gained much honor by writing against a king, as not usually meeting with that force of argument in such courtly antagonists, which to convince might add to his reputation. Kings most commonly, though strong in legions, are but weak at arguments, <laughs> as they who ever have a custom from the cradle to use their will will only as their right hand, their reason always as their left. <laughs> And I think he, he has a point. Yeah. We shouldn't, especially in a free republic, just give way automatically because someone is in power. Mm -hmm. And th this is going to be the risk, I think, in the United States. It's worth mentioning, not that it's a religious issue, but I think most people seem unaware of it, that for the past three presidents in the U.S., so this is not against any party or, or president, but there's been a developing view called the unitary principle of executive power that in its briefest description basically says that the president is not bound by the laws of Congress. Wow. And it's dangerous. I guess so. It's the same thing that Charles I claimed as he stood before Parliament, which judged him, yes, by a political bias and the rancor of a civil war, but they also applied religious principles, and this is what John Milton was trying to do in his writing. He compared biblical kings and what the source of authority was and whether a king could be exempted even in evil acts just because God had set him in place, which is not always 
directly true, but they made that claim. Uh, we need to think that today. And this unitary principle is pernicious. It sets someone, and of course those that he joins with him in the administration, it sets them against the very people whose power put them there. Well, we're going to find out if that's true, Lincoln. I'm not sure that last statement might hold up in today's world. We'll find out. A number of the current figures, I don't want to get too deep into this because it's not an argument for this program. We're just putting it before people. But there are a number of people in this administration directly, not just lawyers, who hold that view. Do you think that they had that view coming into their job, or did they develop that view as their job went where it went? No, it's a view that's developed over uh, at least a generation. Okay, so they came into it thinking that way. Okay. We need to be uh, more more plain. It's it's a view that human nature tends towards. This is true. You know, it's not by chance that the statement was made that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. absolutely. It's not by chance that God told Samuel, he says, yes, I'll, I'll let you have a king, but remember, he will take a tenth of this. He will take your young men and put them to war. As God described it, is a king reaches into every aspect of someone's life and makes greater claims than God on occasion. I'm going to broaden this out a little bit, Lincoln, and you can, you can shut me up if, if necessary, but it seems to me that there are many very, very conservative Christians who are doing the same thing in their love and respect for the law of God. They tend to apply the law to other people more than they apply it to themselves. Would I be right in saying that? Well, that's human nature, yes, and it's a human weakness. A few years ago, uh, I guess it was was in the Bush administration, I remember Attorney General Ashcroft composed a song. He he was part of a, uh, I'm trying to think what they called it, a singing group called the Singing Senators. There were several senators that used to sing uh, gospel songs very well, actually. And he composed a number of songs, and one of his songs was No King But Jesus, Mm. which is great. But right away, there's a conflict. He's a political leader. That's true. Who was associated with some rather nefarious stuff, as you remember. As I remember, it was Comey who got fired later that went before um, Ashcroft when there was an illness and was asked things that were improper and illegal. Mm -hmm. So it was a time of heavy-handed politicking. And yet, this dedicated Christian was singing No King But Jesus. And what... I think was really meant, unfortunately, was, you know, this is God's kingdom. And by upholding this kingdom, this republic, you are upholding God's kingdom. And that's a false alliance. It could be true in a certain minimal sense if all living in it were living within God's law. But it's very bad for political leaders to act on that assumption. Very good. You identified there the the key. So many people believe this to be a Christian nation, and it needs to be... Which is a long way of bringing me to the real conflict in this impeachment. Good. People of faith, many tens, hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe even millions, have been encouraged by the stated some of the stated aims of this administration, and that's their right to respond to them. But I think they've suspended their Christian judgment, mm. hoping for someone who's come into his kingdom, giving them favors and grants, and along the way they've suspended their Christian morality and, and their sense of right and wrong and, and even lost the distinction between God's kingdom and the kingdom of man. And uh, 
the, the developments of the, today and, and the next few days are really going to test their understanding of what true spirituality and loyalty to an ultimate king is all about. Mm. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, thank you very much for sharing from your heart today. Appreciate it. My privilege. And listener, we have a website for you, libertymagazine.org. You can listen to these programs. You can see uh, videos that Lincoln has been producing out there at the Three Angels Broadcasting Network. Really good stuff. And you can read his editorials as well as the articles that are in the magazine. Enjoy the fine artwork and a lot of the other resources that Liberty Magazine makes available to you at libertymagazine.org. Until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call 443-391-7258 or email us through our website at libertymagazine.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. <laughs>